Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Yeah, so I just, I think Buffalo is just going to be crazy scary in the next few years to come. I mean, you look at those young guys and, and the stats that they're putting up already, and, you know, you add a couple of key players to that. It's just they're they're the team that's building a dynasty right now, and you know Buffalo's Buffalo's going to be a party city here soon, because between the Bills and the upcoming Sabers, they're they're going to be a place to be. How how does that feel as a Predators fan? Well, I just I'm more concerned about what's going on with the the team and and the ownership and the you know Poyle and. It's like they're not doing anything with Hines, and he's obviously the problem. And I just he is no he yeah. he, he is I, I I agree with you, D Law because it's and it's not just Hines it's it's you know you have to put a lot of blame on Poyle, and you know this is the article that I'm I'm working on currently is you know essentially. Again, I've said this a hundred million quadrillion times, but Heinz is just Poyle's retirement plan. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Poyle knows that he's done nothing. He's achieved nothing. He has not found success anywhere. He's made it to one Stanley Cup final. The team has no identity. He's got players that don't mesh, and... He, he decided that he's going to put Hines in there and, and extend him after a pretty not-so-great first year. So how many years did he even been there? Too long. Uh, Poyle? No, Hines. <clears throat> uh, two. Has it been two years? Three. Uh, this might be his third season. Yeah, I don't remember when they got rid of Lavi. Is he... He came in, I believe it was halfway into the season. Yeah, but I mean, the man has achieved nothing, and the team keeps getting worse. So either he's a good coach, and you've given him garbage talent, or he's not a good coach. And I, I'm not saying he's a, he's a good coach, but I think you've got a little bit of everything. And what I was saying was, I think Poyle knows he, he's going to retire as a predator. Poyle. He's not going to go find another job in the NHL. He's not going to go try to find something else. I think he knows that he's going to retire a predator, that he's done absolutely nothing and his time is limited. So now to buy him some time when it comes down to, well, what's the problem? It's going to be, well, Hines isn't a good coach. We're going to fire Hines and bring in one more coach. Yeah, uh, Hines was hired January 7th in 2020, uh, replacing Laviolette. So it's his uh, third third full season. Or no, yeah, second. This is 2022. It's his second, He's and going, it's going, going downhill. Well, it was downhill 
he start took over. Well, the but, first. But then the, why extend the, him? If if he's if he did such a poor job, then why would you want to extend him? The first the the his well it was like half a season, but he you can't really because I mean that the team you, a new coach and everything you can't really go by that. But his first season, first full season, is it, it was going downhill, and then they just See, kept think, extending him. I think what he but has I don't to want to do get right off now, our rank. We got no, we're not. Time. We're not. Yeah, we do. But I, I think if the Predators can go on some crazy run and make it into the playoffs and win a round or two, then maybe Hines is all right. Yeah, they won't I, even I, make the playoffs. No, and the, I, don't, I, be, don't be in the draft lottery. And I, I, I don't think you're necessarily too far off with that, unfortunately. But – uh, again, I I just think it's Poyle. Just you know, he he's gonna hide behind Hines. Oh, Hines was a problem, not me. Hines, Hines, Hines. So they're gonna fire Hines, bring in another coach, and then they're gonna realize, oh man, Poyle just isn't the GM for us. So we're gonna politely tell him he needs to retire, or we're gonna fire him. It depends on how what he wants to read in the news. Does he want to read that he went out as a predator? It was his time. He wants to pass the torch, or does he want to go out as Hey, the Predators fired their GM of however many years, and that was it. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's it. I think he's going to say, "Hey, I'll, I'm going to retire. Send me out a you know a proud Predator, and I'll be happy." And right now they are in the draft lottery. They're eighth from the worst, eighth worst. Um, yeah, they're not having a good, they're Iowa. not having a good year. I mean, when you're when you're just you no, know, and I and I follow I follow a lot of predators, um, folks on on Twitter, and when your reporters are just, you know, extremely happy that you got a point in the game, you know that tells you a little bit about what's going on in Nashville. The fans are even happy when they get a point because usually it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> that's what I'm, and that's that's the problem. Like. Nobody like when Detroit gets a point when they go into overtime, even if they win the game, it's like, you know, you shouldn't have put yourselves in this position. Like this team is better than that. But I know myself, I mean, I hate those, you know, losses where they still get a point because it's like you could have had still two hurts. points. But I'm right. like, you know, they get a point, I'm like, well, at least I got a point. But it's like you gotta look the positive somewhere. That's true. That's not a very good positive. Um, but do we want to move on to some news uh, stories? Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, the Rangers ended. The Devils are a really hot team. Um, they were playing incredible hockey. They, they have a eleven game road win streak, uh, and of course, the of all the teams to end it, the Rangers did it, and they did it in a comeback style, four to three. So I don't know if that'll cool off the Devils, but it just you know because the Rangers and Devils are rivals, but maybe the Devils will start a new uh, road win streak. It's funny that Boston had the the home win streak and the devils had the road win streak. Yeah. And the, the devils are, they're the youngest team in the NHL right now. And they're playing scary, good hockey. Well, they're, they they're had, another team. They're another it, team like Buffalo. 
they could probably keep. They could probably thank Heinz because they're the reason. Because when Heinz was there, he had all the, they had all those uh, high draft picks because of his inaptitude. So I wonder if the Predators are going to be that way, you know, in a few years, you know. But you know, they need a GM to like New Jersey to get these players. But yeah, uh, finish your point before I rudely interrupted. No, no, that's okay. I do it all all the time. No, they're they're just. I mean, they're just in. Ex- I mean, they're such a young team. They've got, you know, Jack Hughes, twenty one. I mean, the kid's got 16, 16 goals right now. He's not playing bad. You know, they've got veterans like Dougie Hamilton. You know, they've they've got a lot of guys that, you know, they've just kind of they've clicked. They're finding a way to win. They're finding a way to score goals. Um. You know they're just they're hot. They they found they found the connection and and they're running with it. They're not hot right now though. They've lost their last. No, four. they've actually. I was gonna say they've lost the last few games. I did see that, but still, I mean, being talked about like that and being a you know the youngest team in the NHL, you know that's that's not that's not a bad place to be. Jasper Bratt. Yeah, they've got quite a few kids. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they're gonna be another one of those teams in the next few years that you know are gonna be, you know, really pushing pushing teams like Buffalo and hopefully Detroit. And another, um, uh, I know it's a little too early to, to be talking free agency, but uh, the Canucks have a, uh, uh, um, I can't think of his first name. Horvat. Ho- Horvat. Horvat. That's him. He, wasn't he a Florida Panther one time? Yep. Anyway, um, he's, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure how the Canucks are doing, but he, uh, He's set to be a free agency uh, in the off season, but he was uh, he mentioned he was saying that he doesn't want the contract negotiations uh, to be a distraction. Which I mean, I don't know if that's really news because I think a lot a lot of players are like that. But um, so I don't know. I just maybe maybe the Canucks are trying to re-sign him um, before he became free agency. So. He um, might see he's he's may, he's one of those maybe hard that's ones, something you know look you know as it gets closer to the trade deadline in March um you know maybe if they can't get it in going is he is he trade uh, bait he's coming to Buffalo everybody's coming to Buffalo I haven't heard any more on Patrick Kane wanting out yeah, and by the way Chicago's in, uh, I don't know because Chicago's in dead last so the whole NHL. give it time give it time so, it'll happen you heard it they're they're a whole they're a whole uh, that's a whole nother story on them but um I think you have a little news don't you right well I, I mean well yeah I'm gonna I'll get to that in a second I just want to talk about Bo Horvat he he's I think if if I'm the Canucks I'm going for a trade on this one and you want to get something for nothing you know especially you know he's he's not really working with the negotiations like we had like you'd mentioned. Um, but he's 27. Like, I'm not saying he's old, but if you're a team that's going through the rebuild, you know, he, he's expendable. You're going to find younger kids are going to come up and, and start producing at some point. And, you know, it's just a, it's a fine game, but he's 27 years old. He's got 21 goals right now. You know, I just, I, I think this is a guy that you try to get a cup, you know, some high draft picks and maybe a couple of potential prospects um, you know, as much as you want to see him stay and get his production, but you know, I just as as a team that needs to somewhat rebuild and 
re-identify re themselves. Yeah, I, I I say you trade them. I say you try to get those those draft picks. But yeah, moving on, like you had mentioned there, D Law, um, David Perron plays in in a thousand games, and I always like watching the ceremonies. It's pretty cool to me. They bring the family out, um, and Sunquist came over and gave flowers to. Well, let's take three days ago. Not that one. Applause. But he played in his thousand games. But again, like what I was saying, it's just kind of cool to see what the the guys do to or do for them. Like he got, they didn't say where it was, but all the guys pitched in, and he's got an all expense paid. You know, first class, taken care of, trip to somewhere. Um, you know, he got Bahamas. this. Any it could be anywhere. But the he got a. Um, Steve Eiserman got him on behalf him and, and Chris Illich. They got him a nice Rolex um, and, and some kind of like crystal that's very expensive. And they got the mini sticks for the kids. And then he gets like this golden platinum, shiny, beautiful stick all etched and engraved. It's just, it's just kind of cool. Like what some of the guys do, like I've, heard of guys buying or teams buying guys cars like it's just it's kind of a neat neat thing why didn't they buy him a mercedes benz or a rolls royce did he yeah, still make, got three of them did he even still make them yeah of course just oh, above maybe, our pay grade maybe, yeah maybe maybe tesla's maybe that's a hot thing now yeah maybe we could be like biz nasty and get like what like he says oh, i got two forms of income i'm all set you moron the next one and this one, you know, I want to I want to dissect just a little bit. Um, the Reeves hit on Hronik. Now, my initial reaction was out of pure fandom, out of you know that that's BS. You can't hit a Red Wing like that. And I was annoyed. I was off because there was no answer. There was no backbone. There's just nobody that did anything to take exception for that hit. Um. But I, as you, if I watch it in full speed, I like that hit a lot. I think that's a great hit. However, however, with the NHL really trying to eliminate the head hits, like I get it. He didn't like throw an elbow into the head. He didn't, you know, he, he didn't make the whole head fly back. But if you look and you actually slow it down and you stop it at the point of contact, it, it was a head draw, hit. It was a head hit. And even but it, Ken, but it wasn't, but it wasn't one of those like he didn't extend his arms out to try to get an elbow or tr- to try to make sure he caught a piece of him. It wasn't anything like that. He just dropped his shoulder. But he's a giant. What is he? Six five, six four, whatever he is. You know, he towers Hronik. So, of course, he's, you know, his shoulder is going to be about head height. So, it was just, I mean, it was an unfortunate hit. I'm glad Hronik's okay. But it's just the NHL needs to find and decide how they want to pursue these types of incidents. Because if if you look at head injuries, they've increased since you've eliminated the enforcer. We've already talked about that. Not going down there again. So... You've got these enforcers who are no longer a part of the game, but then you come out and you have a hit like that. That wakes up the NHL. Like that hit 
is like the shot fired. What, what was that in like World War One? The shot heard around the world. Because now, when Minnesota plays the next team, who's Reeves going to take out? I mean, that was Detroit's number one defenseman. He was one of their leading scorers. And he took him out for that game, possibly the next game. But Ken, uh, the, the the Red Wings uh, radio uh, guy, Ken Kale, said that it was a, uh, I believe he called it an elbow to the jaw. No, it wasn't an elbow. Well, it was, I think what, that could have been. he said. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, in real time, it looked that way. And I think a lot of that could be emotion. You know, he's very passionate about the Wings. He's been announcing them for years. He said it on Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, still. But I saw the. I saw the hit, and I liked the hit. And I, and, and my stance aligns with what Darren McCarty said. When, when Darren McCarty said, when I played this game, and I'm just summarizing this, when I played in the 90s, early 2000s, this was the way the game was played. You had those big hits. However, on that very next faceoff, you're going to be squared up with my goon. So, you know, let's let's fast. You know, let's let's rewind a little bit. Now that hit happens in 1993, Okay, so that hit happens back then. You know what happens? You're going to be out. So Reeves would lay out Heronic, and if a goon's not on the ice, the next time Reeves hits the ice, it doesn't matter what shift it is, which player it is, where in the face-off dot, it doesn't matter. You're going to be standing next to a Bob Probert or a Joey Koser, and you're going to have to answer for your sins. I mean, that's just the way the game was played. Then from then on, I mean, every team had those players. Marty McSorley, I mean, um, Ty Domi, Rob Ray. I mean, the list goes on and on. Brad May, um, Joey Koser, like we had talked about, Stu Grimson. I mean, those guys were out there for that particular instance. And when you got lucky, you had somebody like a Bob Probert who could also score goals. I mean, he made the All-Star game. I forget what year it was, but he could score goals and he could fight. But every team had that guy who just policed the ice. Well, the NHL doesn't like that. They got rid of him. But now this, again, being the shot heard around the world, every team that plays Minnesota now really has to keep their head up and say, you know, this guy takes no mercy on anybody. He is going to lay that hit. I mean, it's going to be a matter of time before he's suspended for trying to do this again and again and again. But, you know, I mean, they just beat up on Chicago. I'd be interested to see, you know, what they did against Chicago. Like if they were physical, I I did not see the game. But I would just, you know, I just think that, um, you know, the NHL just needs to really sit back and think about the type of game that they want the NHL to be played in. Because I, I say, I say, bring it back. Let that hit go. Nobody can say anything about it. But also let somebody across the ice answer the bell. Like, don't break up a fight. Don't suspend guys for anything. Let the policing happen. Now, I don't know... I don't like that hit. I still think it's a it's a head hit, and I don't. I can't believe he didn't even get a hearing. 
And I don't know, maybe it's because of, because it was Reeves uh, that did it. And Reeves is a very, he's a dirty, cheap player that's got history. And I I don't know, maybe, maybe if that was uh, somebody else, um, I don't know, maybe who else is on that team? Um, uh, Well, Kippersoff doesn't hit, um, but let's say maybe if it was a Kippersoff that that, that had that, oh yeah, Foligno. Um, maybe if it was him that uh, made, did that hit instead of Rees, maybe I would think different. I don't know. And well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to clear, you know, I don't want to decide if it hits clean or dirty because of the player that hits it. You know, it's, if it hits clean, it's clean, or if it's hit dirty, it's hurt dirty. It doesn't matter what player does it, but I, I don't know. I just see Rees as a dirty well, player. Now here's my question, and I and I'm seriously like I I would love to know what the NHL thought about this, but now let's take that player and turn it into a Crosby, a Matthews, a McDavid, a Tage Thompson. Now, like you take some of these superstars in the league, and you put that hit on one of those guys. What is the league doing at that point? Is the league going to step in and give out a suspension, have a hearing, have fines be assessed if that happens to one of those guys? And my answer is yes. I, I firmly believe if that if that hit happens against Austin Matthews, he'd be sitting in player safety office yesterday having a conversation yeah. with Peros. And I'm, you know, and I'm. I mean, I get suspended, but he's sitting in that office at least having a hearing. And I'm seeing everywhere they're calling that the hit of the year. I mean, there's been a lot of hits. How can it not be? How can it not be? Um, but he uh, he he got Hrona got blown up. And you know Reeves' comment. Um, he obviously he's got to defend his hit. Yeah. He said uh, he just kind of turned his head and held on to the puck. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. Yeah, it was kind of quite. I don't know what Hronik was thinking either. Maybe he just didn't realize it was Reeves. I'm not I'm not sure. Because, I mean, let, let's be honest. And this is not me bashing Reeves. He's a one-trick pony. He missed an empty net. He can't skate very well. You know, he goes out there just to change the pace of the game. I mean, that's all he's good for. He can fight. And he does it very well. He can instigate. He does it very well. He can check. And he showed that he can do it very well, if not the best in the league right now. But that's all he can do. Very minimal minute player. But they have a guy like that who can change change the, 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 you know, he can change the momentum of a game. But that's all he's doing. Because, again, he can't hit an empty net. He can't score goals. He doesn't get assists. He's just not a good all-around hockey player. He's got one job, and he exceeds at it very well. Well, you can't hit an empty net either. No, I probably couldn't. You. Well, that's what I mean. I'm just I. I think the hit was questionable on the okay side, if that made even any sense. Um. I think that the NHL could look at it and say, yeah, you know what? The head was the principal point of contact. 
with the shoulder inadvertently. I don't I don't I don't think Reeves went out and said, I'm gonna hit this guy in the face. I think he thought I'm gonna just blow this guy in the next week, and he did. But again, if you're looking at it, the face was the first thing that was hit. You know, where where do you draw the line? Like when is a good head hit a good head hit? When is it a bad head hit? So they ruled that that was okay. So if it's inadvertent and collateral damage to the head, then it's fair game. But it was a wild hit. I mean, I mean, no pun intended, but it was it was a good hit. The dude's a rock. He's a machine out there. Yeah, and even I mean, during during the game, as soon as it happens, uh, you know, T- the TNT announcers, which basically are, are like the NBC announcers from last season, or um, they T- they immediately said it was a clean hit. I mean, I I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, a lot of these players, a lot of these guys, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, commentators were saying, you know, their initial uh, response was, you know, it was a dirty, dirty hit. And then after like a day later, they were like, oh, that was a clean hit. But the guys on TNT immediately said it was a clean hit. So I, I, they were saying it was a clean hit that night. Uh, got to keep your head up. Got to keep your head up. Absolutely, one thousand percent correct. I mean, hockey's a fast game. You'll get your, you'll get hurt. Your head taken off, as you you saw, um, last game. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's just the, the hockey's a very fast physical sport. You know, there's no other game like it. People are gonna get hurt. People are gonna get hurt pretty bad. And it, the game goes on. I mean, it always has. So, yes, this was a big hit. It will probably end up being the hit of the year. I mean, it was just, it was a beautiful, full body, just destroying. He destroyed her own. Like, it's embarrassing as a Red Wings fan, but it's part of the game. I don't know. And then on TNT, you know, I don't want to, those guys are experienced. Those guys know a lot more about the game. They're well connected in the, into the sport of hockey. They've played it at very high levels. They just don't come off as like professional. I don't, I don't know. It's not that they're not professional. I mean, they're all professional. Bunch of jerks. They're not even a bunch of jerks. Um, well, one of them is. Who are you talking about? Biz Nasty? You moron. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, he's just... He, you know what he is? He's just an attention whore. Oh, wait, can I say that? Yeah, I mean, you can. He is. I mean, he always brags about his, oh, I got two two incomes. And anyone, when everyone throws whatever they call it, shade at him, he just brings up how much money he makes. I mean, there's never really a, a good, clean comeback. But he's successful. He's, you know, very successful in what he does. And, you know, he promotes himself very well. What he, to me, is he's the, the Gronkowski of hockey. That's just a comparison that I kind of make when I, when I think of Bisonette. But, yeah, let's let's move on to the uh, Super 16. Um, what are your uh, thoughts on this list? Well, the, um, I, they, they actually do it every week. Um, but the newest one, uh, the Bruins, uh, they were, they're, they're still at number one. They were one last week. Um uh, let me run down to 16, and then we can uh, discuss. Um, uh, Toronto moved up to number two from four. 
uh, New Jersey. They actually slipped. Uh, well, they had they had a 0-2 and one uh, slide, but they were number two last week. They're number three this week. Vegas, uh, they moved down. They were three last week. They're now four. Carolina moved up from six to five. Uh, Pittsburgh moved. They moved up way big, uh, a lot, uh, from number 10 to number six. Tampa Bay moved from number nine to seven. Dallas uh, slid a little bit from seven to eight. Winnipeg jumped, uh, actually they slid. They were five last week and now they're number nine. And Seattle uh, from eight to 10. And then uh, Colorado, uh, they stayed the same at 11. The Rangers, uh, they were unranked last week, and they moved in the 12th, probably because of that new, uh, win against New Jersey, the come-from-behind win against New Jersey. And then the Islanders, uh, they stay at 13. The Minnesota Wilds stay at 14. The Edmonton Oilers were unranked last week, and they move into the 15th spot. And the Detroit Red Wings, they slid. They were 12 last week. And... They are number 16. And uh, the Predators, they were number 16 last week, and they dropped out. No surprise. I don't know how they were even in the, in the top 16. But um, And I think, that's, is there, I think that's aggressive for the Red Wings. Is there, a team, is there a team that um, I didn't uh, mention in this top 16, uh, that one in particular? Where is Buffalo in the top 16? It doesn't matter. I mean, I know this is just a, you know, probably a marketing ploy. It's all it is. It's just a list. No one cares about the list. But what what I'll say is, you know, I I don't think Detroit belongs in the top 16. Um, They've shown that they can't play without veteran leadership. Nobody can kind of take that role. Um, They've been in a four-game losing skid. But, you know, somebody above my pay grade is writing these lists. And... You know, and again, and well, I'm, maybe we can do our own list. Well, I'm I'm sure the Red Wings hot sixteen. I don't even say that, I, and I don't I don't even care about this year because n- not one of our teams is going to even make the playoffs. Maybe close. You know, I think Buffalo probably has the best chance of making the playoffs out of the three. Um, but I think that I know somebody's going to be in the draft lottery. Well, yeah, that'll be your boys. I got to look something to look forward to. Yeah, getting snubbed like the Wings did for like eight years. In Buffalo. No, Buffalo had the second overall pick. Where do you think Eichel? They didn't get number one pick. No, they would never let a Canadian boy go to a U.S. team and a U.S. boy go to Canada. So, of course. But I really interrupted you again. No, that's okay. But um yeah, I'm not even worried about the here and now. Like none of our, none of our teams are going to make the playoffs. What we need to focus on, what I'm interested in is the next few years. That's what I want to see. Next year where, you know, is Buffalo going to be, you know, top couple in their division? I mean, the Red Wings, where are they going to fall? You know, because that's where that's where the excitement. I mean, I know we're in this year. We don't want to have our teams losing. We're going to be angry, but we really need to think about the future of our teams and 
you know, just be realistic. I don't know what the future is on my team. I don't right. think Poyle does either. Oh! And that's uh, that's part of the problem. So I think we have a soundbite. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can stomach this. I can't listen to him. No, no, no. Buffalo Brian, have you heard this yet? I have not. Oh, this this is a dandy. This is this is in our list. But go ahead and get a listen to this. This is this is my favorite Jack Edwards. Playing with good players is, after all, everybody has holes in his game. Uh, they fill in each other's holes, but after a while, synergy <laughs> How can you not happens laugh at that? to happen, and those holes go away. And such is the case with Charlie Coyle this year. Well, I think players in general, Jack, they like to know and play with the same guys consistently. Now if, you, now, if you could watch this video, is he drunk? Andy Brinkley. He always sounds like that. Andy Brickley, who I like, I like Andy Brickley. I mean, he is holding back the most extreme laughter, listening to Jack Edwards try to figure out, hey, I mean, where he's going. And this, this is the problem with Jack Edwards. I mean, if you're in Boston, you love Jack Edwards. I mean, that's just the way I it wish is. Ghost was here because you hate. Well, you scared him off. You yelled at him. But no, I didn't. If you, but Jack Edwards is just one of those regional guys that only the regional fans can tolerate. He's not a Mickey Redmond, you know. He's not a Darren Panger. He's not, you know. He's not any of, you know, um, Seth Jones. Like he's not one of these guys who just enjoys hockey for hockey. He is a homer through and through, and you can only stomach him if you if you live there. But you have Andy Brickley sitting here, and he is, like, holding back laughter, trying to listen to Jack Edwards figure out where this story's even going. And, I mean, he's talking about Charlie Coyle at some point. Like, nobody, what was he even, I don't even know what he was trying to get into. Good players playing with good players, and then they're filling each other's holes. And, like, it just makes no sense. But why, that's, a, that's another why is dandy, he even doing dandy it? out of Jack. Why is he even doing an analysis? He's a play-by-play guy, and it, it, what he was on ESPN years ago, I believe. And I don't know. <laughs> Did somebody die? I don't know how. Hey, you over there, come over here. Take this I microphone. I don't know. And that's how we got Jack Edwards. I don't know how he. I don't know. I just and I mean, if you can get. I I don't know if he's got. A, you have a to be a regional. Or, you have or, to be a regional fan. You have yeah, to. But you have you, to be from there. If you can even st- listen, you know, listen to his voice, and then you got to listen to what he has to say. It's like, like I'm not going to bash his voice. I mean, that's something you can't well, change. It, I, he probably. I mean, it's his voice. He pauses every set word. And it's no flow, and I you just I can't listen to that. I was like, I, that is that is it's tough. Just, to, it's just delivery, and I don't know. If, yeah, the if delivery he's doing is tough. Purpose, or if he's like I said, I don't know if he's got a. No, uh, I don't a think it's that. Or you know, you I'm know, not everybody... sure about any of that. But I mean, there's there's people I just can't tolerate listening. Like even the one TNT announcer and or no, the ESPN Plus announcer. 
Oh God, your she's favorite. just yeah. That, no, that this wasn't. This wasn't. Uh, what's her name? Hextall. It wasn't Hextall. Oh, it was the other one? The AJ. Yeah. The, the yes. old former player. Yeah, she just. I don't know. She, she, she's just. I mean, it's just. The she story. has her favorites, and she does. She ignores. It wasn't even team. that. It was again her delivery. Like, it was like every play excited her, and I mean, maybe it did. I don't. I don't know, but just. It was very just dry and very monologued or monotone the entire game. But it was like an excitable monotone. It was like this the entire game where, oh, and there's a shot. And then I keep like it just it was very monotone. Like, that was Hextall you're thinking about. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Yes. There was one. That she was does that. Oh, then there's another one does that because Leah Hextall does that too. She does. She does. But this was not Leah Hextall. I forget who it was. But I was just like, man, I just can't stomach this. Like, I, I actually had to turn it off. And that's not, I'm not like, it wasn't a jab at anybody. But it was just, I, I just, I wasn't enjoying the game listening to it. Yeah, Jack Edwards, he's he's different. But let's talk about rookies. You know, we kind of talked about this last year quite a bit because, you know, we, we both had somebody in the fight for that rookie of the year position. Luckily, you know, Cider. Um, you know, won that battle and he's having a sophomore slump and I don't think it's so much a slump. I think it's just that you're taking a second year player and he's playing first, you know, he's our number one D man. And so he's Uh-oh. getting huge minutes, but you had Jano last year. Um, you know, we talked about my favorite Michael 30 year old bunting, um, where is he this year? He's been kind of, I haven't heard anything about him. I have no idea. Well, it's, I mean, like I said, same thing with Cider, but maybe it's the same thing with Bunting. You you take these guys that, you know, they're playing at top level as a rookie, and, you know, you well, put them against top-level talent every single shift, and it's, it's tough. Wish, you get a lot of responsibility. I wish I could say that for Jano, but he's not a sophomore, well, technically. No, he is. <laughs> but, I mean, no. but, I mean, his first, yeah, but he played 15 games the first season, so he's technically not a sophomore player. I don't want to get into that again, but he's he's only got three goals and three assists, and he's got a, he's a type of player. If he he's, he better watch it. He'll end up getting uh, waived too. But I don't want to go into that yet. I hope not. <laughs> I well, I hope so. <laughs> But um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the top. We'll just go. Through, I I just want to talk about the top five. We're we're quarter of the way through the season right now. You know, a lot of teams just got through their twenty. You know, their twentieth game here, twenty twentieth game, whatever, twenty six. Some of the teams, but right now you've got Maddie Berniers. You know, he's he's uh, he's leading all the rookies with twenty three right now. Matthias Mas- is it Maselli? With Arizona, he's up there with 20. Cole Perfetti, he's got 18. Buffalo Brian, your boy Jack Quinn, he's up there with 17. And then you've got Mason McTavish um, rounding out the top five with, with 16. Um, you for, uh, What about J.J. Paterka? What about J.J. Paterka? You didn't mention him. Yeah, he's tied for sixth. He's got se- he's third with seven goals. He's only four behind Matty Beniers. I'm looking at a list right now. You're looking at points. He's looking at goals. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at points. I'm looking at overall points. So, 
Now, not goals. Does the Calder go by points or goals? Well, actually, that's it go by question. either. It doesn't it go actually, by either. I mean, because like you take, well, you yeah, take a D-man like Sider. He's not going goals, and he didn't get anywhere near the freaking Calder. So, yeah, I guess you're right about that. Yeah, it's it just about be. overall play. I mean, like with Sider, the whole well, thing. Then like, that's like, a, Sider that's was a, a shutdown D-man. That's like, a judgment, then, if it goes by overall play. Exactly what it is. Yeah, I'm sure there's a. You got. You got to go stat. You got to have some kind of stats. That's people voting. Judgment. Writers voting on it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Everyone it's must judge. have been a Detroit fan. Must have. Or a Toronto fan with what's his name? Yeah. Bunting. He was right there in second. I don't. Know, was he like close to the first? Um. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Yeah, I don't even know what he's doing. I'm sure he's probably a rookie this year, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you really want to get Jack Quinn, if you want him to dominate the league by points, let him get a couple shifts on the first line. Like, right now he's with, with who? Paterka and... Uh, Cousins. Who the heck? Else? Who? Cousins, that's right. Paterka and Cousins. Yeah, I mean, give give him a few shifts up with the big boys and pad his stats a little bit. He's doing something right because he's got eleven assists. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's fun to watch because these are the the up and comers or they're, they're these are the guys that are kind of fitting what we're talking about about rebuilding teams and um and that's you know Buffalo Buffalo's got one they've got a couple up there. All right, so here here's a topic that I want all three of us to kind of discuss and I've never run into this, but I have seen this. So the topic that, that I want to discuss this week is about parents can get a little over the top when it comes to their kids. Now, does anybody want to take the lead on their thoughts on this? I mean, we can, did somebody? One of you, you, you both, you both saw the video, right? No, no, but actually, um, you know, I, I Buffalo don't know. Brian, do you see? I the, know, did you see the video? You know, I don't know if anyone realizes. I, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but you know, I, I do scorekeeping um, for youth games, usually tournaments. So I kind of see this off, and I don't know what this particular video, how you know, what's involved, the, the specifics of it. But I I can see you know I'm right there in the you know the in the score box and you know I can the one rank I can actually you know the, the fan the, the stands are right near me or behind me and and you know there's just I mean obviously you know yelling and you know cheering on everything for the most part it's pretty good but you you get every once in a while you'll get these these parents and they'll be yelling at their rest. You I can't even miss that call or they don't, I, I haven't really seen any, you know, yelling towards the kids. It's usually more towards the ref or, or even, even the coach sometimes, but yeah, I, I can see it. I don't want to say firsthand, but you know, I, I just, yeah, I know exactly how they can, you know, ruin their, you know, they ruin the game. The kids are out there having fun, and well, then they're out there, you know, 
that the parents are taking it serious, trying to live live through their kids. I think because yeah. they, they were never well, n- never playing. Buffalo Brian, explain the video quick. So from what I remember, it was a hockey parent mother down by the boards. The ref or linesman was near the boards, and she was trying to reach over top of the boards and grab the linesman. And meanwhile, she's screaming at him for whatever reason. I don't know what happened, but that's all I can remember. And and that happens, like, all the time. And I know this video is caught on, on you know, in watching this video, it didn't surprise me. Like, I didn't look at this video and say, holy cow, this is, like, just unbelievable. I can't believe anyone would act this way because they do like they didn't this this video wasn't like a, a a shocker to me i've been to tournaments where parents are you know trying to fight each other from opposing teams because there's a big hit play or put on somebody and they thought it was i mean just whatever the scenario is you know the parents are god awful my my son played hockey for many years and i mean it was just incredible how how many fights were i mean i've seen probably a dozen parents kicked out of games from from our team not from the opposing teams never really cared about that but from the teams that we had been on we had like probably about a dozen parents get get kicked right out of the game so that's embarrassing for the kids on the ice um oh and then once in a while you got an uh guys announcer tv play-by-play guy going at it Oh yeah, I mean it's just but but what everybody has to realize is take a look around you. Unless your kid is playing at the highest absolute level that they can and scoring at will whenever they can at the highest level that they can, they're not What going the to heck the is NHL. she doing climbing the glass? All right, sorry. Wait, did you did you play did you play that from like an earlier segment? It sounded like you just like played an audio clip there. No, I was watching that that little. But yeah, I mean, just but again, little Johnny's not going to the NHL. There's there's very few John, little Johnnies that end up going to play in the NHL. I mean, think about this. We're in the U.S. and I don't even know what the percentage of the game is European base players versus North American, not just the U.S. or Canada or combined, but North America versus European players. I I think it's a pretty solid mix. So, I mean, there's a lot of freaking people in this world, and little Johnny probably isn't going to be one of them. I couldn't hear what she was saying, but she was actually trying to hit the guy, the ref on the head. He was standing right. near the glass. I, I think she did hit him. In the I glass. think she did hit him on the head once. Uh, yeah, and then he kind of okay. looked up. I think she made contact with him. But this is a type of behavior. It's embarrassing to your kid because your kid doesn't want to. I mean, you're sitting on the bench. Can you imagine sitting on the bench? And you just get checked. I mean, you put your head down, you get a check. And I don't know what the play was before that. The video doesn't show that. But could you imagine you're sitting on the bench after you just get checked? You just get laid out. It was a clean check, no penalty. I should have had my head up. One of those heroic situations. Well, checking is not legal in youth hockey. So. Well, it, well, it depends on the age. 
I think that was they they looked to be about checking age to me. But anyway, well, they looked small. And also, is it Canada or is it the U.S.? But either way, I I, I digress. But you're sitting there, you're pissed off, embarrassed that you just got laid out, and now you look over, and there's mummy climbing over the, the, the freaking glass to smack the ref. So it's like now it's like a double kick to the nuts because I'm embarrassed I just got laid out, but now I'm also embarrassed because now my mom is acting all, all crazy and wild. Yeah, parents need to just relax. Let the kids, you know, I, I did that with my kid. I want, you know, let's let's practice. You know, let's go out and practice. Let's, you know, let's let's do some drills. Let's let's. And after a while, it was like he's not enjoying this. Am I really enjoying this? Not really. And you know, with my my kids now, it's like I just I let them do. They they've got coaches for a reason. If I don't like the coach, I find a new team. But they have coaches for a reason to grow and 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 you know expand their their knowledge. And if I'm trying to just coach them behind the scenes or i'm acting like an idiot they're not going to enjoy that that time let your kids be kids people but Just enjoy yeah, the uh, game um yeah branch said she pointed to scoreboard but why why was she pointing the scoreboard it was one to one it was probably one of those things like hey the clock didn't start or it was probably something stupid because we had a we had a game once where because we we had and it worked against us in our favor, but we had parents who would run the clocks because they just didn't have somebody dedicated to do it. Unless you slipped the Zamboni driver at 20, he'd do it. But, um, and that's true, but parents would do it. So the problem you'd have is, you Unless know. Unless you're too busy peeing. Well, well, yeah, but we're sitting here. You know, there was one game, and I remember this vividly, and parents were going all crazy. People were getting kicked out. But we were down by a goal. It was in the third period. We had pulled the goalie, and we had a lot of pressure in the offensive zone. I mean, a ton of pressure. And the uh, so this guy, this volunteer, was just, he's watching the play. So he's watching his kids play, which obviously you have to watch. But the goalie would freeze the puck. Now, now again, we're down by a goal in the third period with a minute or less to go. So he's watching the play. The ref blows a whistle, and the clock's still running because he's too busy talking to the other people in the booth about what had just happened and how they could have, you know, how good the, the, the save, whatever they're talking about. So they're off shooting the stuff in the box. And meanwhile, the clock's running down as we have pressure in the zone. So people are going batty, like, listen, this is the fourth time you've done it. Like, get this guy out. Like, it was just, it was a nightmare. So I could see why maybe something happened and the clock was running and she was pissed off and saying, hey, you know, you got to shut the clock or add time on or take time off, whatever. So then she just wanted to rain all holy hell on that poor line. That poor linesman. And I still bet her kid doesn't make the NHL. Oh, not after that performance. I'd be so embarrassed. I really would. But let's move on to our fines and suspensions little segment here. So I think we're going to let uh, Buffalo Bryan start out with uh, with one of the uh, fines we got here, or suspensions. So we got Jeff Skinner 
suspended for three games, missing the Pittsburgh game, Kings game, and Colorado games. As we talked about, Casey Middlestat filled in for him. Did pretty well, but the suspension was warranted, but I don't know if it was three games, maybe a game or two. Does he have a history? He was suspended once before many years ago. I don't know what for. Okay. Well, that's not a, that's not history, but according to the NHL or whoever it's is not in, like Marshand where you're getting a hearing every week. Whether actually, he's been pretty good. I don't think he's had one this year. Not yet. Is he, he injured? Only, I mean, he's only played a few games. Remember, he came back against Detroit. Yeah. What do you, what do you got for Marshman? Yeah, we're here. You don't. Oh. Because you, it got quiet for a second. Um. Mace, uh, is it Mason Marchman? That's the stars, Marchman. Um, I, I want to say Mason Marchman, but I thought he was in Florida. Um, he was last year, cool. but he he got uh, oh, is that right? He was a free agent, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was Mason Marchman. He was fined two thousand dollars for diving embellishment. Uh, this happened, um, Ottawa, um, apparently he was issued a warning, um, at Colorado on the 26th. And then, um, and then this $2,000, uh, fine. Is there a video of it? I want to see a video. Um, I don't have one on there. Actually, there I don't think there is one. Um, but it happened. Actually, it happened at five oh seven the third period against Ottawa. But it. But also, and here we go. This um, Derek Broussard got a hooking penalty on the play. Now, like I said, here we go. Um, I don't understand. I I don't know. I think. Players need to stop diving, stop embellishing, because it's obviously it's it's embarrassing the referees. I think, and that's why they're that's why they're uh, you know that that that's why they're calling these embellishments. Um, but my point is, how can you have a hook and an embellishment or diving um, on the same play? It's either one or the other, in my opinion. Now, well, it could be I that know, they're going to call the hook, and then you just acted like a fool. Yeah, I, I understand that part of it, and you know, it's you know they're embarrassing the ref. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, you know what else is embarrassing? I shouldn't say it's embarrassing, but you know what's infuriating is when and I've said this before on this show. I've said that a hundred times already, but I've said this before. You come in. And like you're you're tapping, you know how they was they're skating down the ice, they'll give them little taps to try to throw them off. Well, when the offensive player chicken wings the stick and pretends to be getting hooked, when really he's holding the stick, so it's not really a hook. It's you know it's it's him holding because it it happened in the wings game. I forget who did it. Um. But Sherratt had was tapping him, tapping him, tapping him. And he timed it perfectly, and he clamped down on the stick, and Sherratt couldn't pull it out. And while he was trying to pull his stick out, they got him for hooking. 
And he's like, listen, he clamped down on my stick. And I've seen that dozens of times this year alone in, in the games that I've watched. And it's like, I think the ref should be able to call that for holding the stick. I think they should, you know, try to, you know, police that a little bit more because there's so many power plays that are given out that aren't warranted. And it just happens to, you know, change the, the, you know, the direction of the game. And, you know, that's, that's what happened with the Detroit game. And I just, I'm not a fan of it. I just wish there was a way to police it better. I just watched the video of it. And as they're, they called them both. And as he's skating over the brink, saying they almost look like they're laughing. They're they're saying they were talking about something. So, um, probably about it, how ridiculous the whole thing was. Hey, did you guys see the video? I, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, his 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 feet went flying up in the air like a like he was diving into the water. So yeah, I that's that's warranted that he uh, that's a dive. I don't know. I don't know if you want to call a hook on that penalty. I mean, obviously, he did hook him, but I mean, it was just bad. I mean, it looked like looked like he was Superman. Did you see? Did you see the friendly fire on the? Uh, was it the Ottawa bench? Oh, uh, the one of pucks. They, they just like during the game, they decided to shoot at their own guy. No, <laughs> no. So just picture this. Picture this. You're sitting on the bench. Okay, in in a beer league game. Okay, so you got your visor on. You're sitting there on the the end of the bench, and the other team is you know they just had a really good play. So you get off the ice. You're sitting there, and all of a sudden, you get the shaft of a stick across your face while you're sitting on the bench. You oh no yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. Could <laughs> you imagine? Like you're just minding your own goddamn business, watching the game. And all of a sudden, you get you just feel this stick hit you across right in the mush, and it's your own teammate trying to break his stick on the dasher. Oh, I'd be so pissed off! Like it would be, it would be one of those like we're going in the we're fighting in the locker room Uh-oh. for that. Like we're we're actually gonna drop the gloves and we're gonna fight in the locker room because you just not almost. Why did he just do it on the ice? No, no rest would be like. Uh, he almost knocked him. Un- he almost Why knocked he him fight? out. No, I was saying fight instead of fighting the locker. <laughs> and then fight it, on the ice. And then and the rest he looks like, over and he's like, "Dude, are you all right? Like, dude, 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 are you all right? I'm so sorry. Oh my god! Like I'm just watching the video. Buffalo Brian, did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Feel bad for the oh, guy. I'd be so pissed. It was Hamannick just sitting there, just watching the game, and Shabbat just goes nuts, whack right across his face. That's all I got on that. I think, I that's, I think that's all the uh, fine suspensions that I've seen. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. But um, I'm wondering, uh, Poilus, <sighs> he's really. Uh, Really digging himself. Really, I don't know what he's doing. What you know, he just keeps doing these stupid. I already told you what he's doing. He's building a retirement he, he, plan he just, out of his coach. Well, no, he just—he's going to go out a winner. I, 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 I don't want to be talking about you know that right now, but he just—he keeps doing, making these 
stupid decisions. Um, the latest, um, they decided, well, Ellie Tolvin's been a scratch for like five games in a row. Um, and is it they, poor play? Like what were his numbers? They, like? Well, he hasn't had much time. Um, he, but they decided to send him down to the minors, but there's only one thing. Um, he has to clear waivers to, in order to go down to the minors and the Seattle Kraken picked him up. That's like the, the, the Seattle Predators. Because they got so many former Predators on their team. Um, yeah, they're doing pretty quite well. So I mean, obviously they're gonna. He's gonna be in in Seattle because they're you know they obviously not gonna put him in their farm team because he's obviously we had to clear waivers and there's three two other teams that were in the waiver. It came down to waiver priority. Um, so the Kraken uh, must have had a high priority or low priority, whatever that. Um, but, but I mean, just, if he's, just was, another... how is he a scratch? Was it his, was it just not performing? Because a lot of teams, what they'll do is, you know, if they know that they're going to get rid of somebody, like if somebody's getting traded, like usually around the trade deadline, it was kind of like, um, I, I forget who it was, Franz Nielsen last year, or whenever. Um, they they scratched him. Everyone's like, why why are you scratching him? And then two days later, he was traded. So maybe they were trying to offload him via trade, and nobody wanted him. But as soon as he hit, I mean, he's young. He's a young kid. Well, he only played thirteen games this season, and he's got two goals and two assists, minus two. Um, he's got uh, one of them was a game winning goal. Uh, last season, he played 75 games. He had 11 goals and 12 assists. Uh, the year before that, he played 40 games. Uh, he had 11 goals, 11 assists. He's got 135 games played, and he's got 25 goals and 26 assists. Uh, now, he was a, he was their first-round pick in 2017, 30th overall. So, I mean, if you're going to pick... He's they obviously was high on him. Um, so you you draft a player like him that's gonna be a star, and then you just get rid of him. I mean, you pretty much gave him away. I mean, you can't at least trade that you know shop him around. That I mean, that would be the hope. But if your GM's good, at least get a draft pick for him. I don't care if it's a third round or fourth round. At least he gets something. Have you heard of the name Christian DeJuice or Juice? D J O O S. Yeah. Have you heard his name in a while? Uh, No. Where is he? The Miners? I have no idea. We got a draft pick for him. So, I mean, what I'm saying is is you can. can Who was that draft pick? I don't even know. What I'm saying is you can offload if your GM is good, then you can you know, you can win those types of deals. He was traded to oh, wait, oh he was claimed off waivers by Detroit from Anaheim and he was traded to oh what all about, right, so, so what about Merrill? I, th- I believe he's with the wild right now. Uh what else we got coming up? I don't know. I don't have much more news other than that. Not too many Crazy, exciting things going on right now. 
Well, um, I guess I can move into some uh, AHL updates. Uh, uh, start with the Admirals. Uh, pretty, pretty. Uh, uh, just main one main thing I want to talk. Uh, the Predators. Uh, high, you know, g- really high, high on him goaltender uh, that they that they drafted uh, first, first choice. Um, he was named the AHL Player of the Week. He allowed one goal on 61 shots over his uh, two starts last week. 61 shots in two games. That doesn't bid That's well for. It doesn't bid well for your defense. No, but I mean, it's only one goal. So 60 saves in two games. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and you know the Admir- that kept the Admirals in first place in the division. Um, he stopped 36 of 37 shots um, against uh, Rockford in a shootout loss, uh, two to one. Um, and then, uh, and then he made 24 saves, uh, shutting out Hartford uh, two to nothing. Uh, so he's got a .48 goals against average and a 984 save percentage for the week. Um, so I guess that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was uh, he was the 11th pick in 2020. So and I I, I have to, I have to I have to eat, eat a little crow because I remember saying. When they drafted him, I remember talking to you, uh, I said, why are they drafting a goaltender in the first round? But I guess uh, he's might be the heir apparent to Saros. You know, I know because I'm hoping Saros will last another three to four years, maybe, if Boyle doesn't get rid of him for, for nothing. <laughs> so let's move on to the Griffins. Yeah, nothing new to report on the, the Grand Rapids side. Uh, was Soderblom was down in Grand Rapids or was that last week? Yeah, no, no, he was. He was, and that's why I didn't want to report anything. I mean, oh. he, he got moved down just as a conditioning stint, but he was brought back up and scored a goal against the Wild, so he's back. But on other, on other news, I don't think he'll go down to Grand Rapids, but um, they're reconditioning – Verona, he's back in the lineup again. And that's all I got on that. So, what about the Amherst? What do we got going on the Amherst front? Amherst, we got a uh, trade yesterday. They traded Ascari Laxanen to Dallas for a Buffalo area boy. Uh, Last name, I don't even know how to say it. But uh, he played for the Buffalo Junior Sabres a couple years ago. So that is some news. And then tonight. Who is that? I want to know who that is. Tacone, yeah. Tacone. The Amherst played down in Charlotte on a two-game road swing down there. They won 4-2. They scored three goals on the first four shots. First goal, they got chased after the two goals, and then they scored on the next shot on the second goalie. 
Wow, I would hope that's so. You, that's when you, you just know, know that everything is going to go wrong. wrong. That's how you that's know, how you like, know that, that, that the, the night is just shot. shot. You should just stay home. Pretty much. I've had those nights before. Uh, like in the first minute of the game, I gave up like three goals on in the first in the first three shots. But then I rebounded and ended up winning that game. Don't ask me how, but how'd you do it? <laughs> I uh, just, I don't know. <laughs> we, we must have got more scoring. <laughs> but, yeah, that um, that guy, uh, Joseph Sacconi, he's 25 years old. Welcome to the team, Joe. So uh, I just want to say that name because it's kind of a cool name to say. But, okay. So uh, some recaps here so I can get my segment here done. We've already done the recaps. I'm sorry, previews. I always oh. mess those up. Oh, uh, previews right. now, right? Oh yeah, the previews and recap. Okay. Well, in any case, um, the Predators got a busy week. All right, um, go ahead. I see another you know, losing streak. You know, my hit ten. They have uh, Colorado in the next five games. Uh, that's just, it. so they got they got to go to Colorado, and then they got Edmonton. Again, and then they're at Chicago, which maybe they can get a win on that game. You know, the worst play, worst team in the league. You know, let's write if, these down. If, let's write these down. If if anyone is, if anyone is, um, if anyone is um, worse than the Predators, it's it's Chicago. Hold on, who who, does, who do the Predators have? Go through it one more time. I'll put it on the on our schedule. Um, at Colorado, and it's—I mean, obviously a loss. Then they got Edmonton at home. That's going to be a loss. And you know what? I'm just going to say they're going to find a way to win against Chicago. That's really? at Chicago, though. And then next Friday, um, I, they're home against Colorado, and obviously that's going to be another bad loss. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do that replay or replay recap be- uh, next week because it is an 8 p.m. Um, 8 p.m. game and it's in Nashville, um, so I probably won't be able to. <clears throat> the game probably will still be going on when we're recording. Well, the but... Wings have Ottawa tomorrow. Um, that's at home. And I, I think Detroit wins this game. I think they're going to find a way, like I said, to get some leadership. I think they're going to bounce back. I think somebody's going to take take a stand and, you know, get these guys back on track while we've got, you know, some injuries in our lineup. So I'm going to go the, I'm going to go the, the win there. Probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to the win. And then Monday we've, we're in Washington, and I'm going with a loss on this game. I think Washington's playing incredible. Ovi's just still just a scoring machine. I, I think Washington's gonna gonna take that okay. Um, Tampa Bay. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with a win here. Is that home or road? It's home. That's a home game, and I think that um, I I just think Detroit can win that. They played them very well. You know, Lalonde, he's got a good history with them, so he's kind of got – I don't want to say he's got them figured out, but he, he played them very well last game. So I'm going to go with a win there. I think Detroit's going to carry that momentum in. Um, Is the Ottawa home or road? 
the the first one or the second one? Oh. The first one's at home, the second one's in Ottawa. So they're going oh. home, Washington, home, Ottawa. And I'm going to go with a loss on that. I think we're going to lose in Ottawa. That's just that one's just, after Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I think we lose to Ottawa. What do we got in the Buffalo side of things? Oh, I hear a little saber dance. The Sabres <clears throat> are off to Arizona to face the Coyotes at Molt Arena. Oh! Then they go to Jack Eichel or lack thereof because he's on R. And face the Kings. <clears throat> and then they come home to face the Lightning. I say two wins and a loss, probably losing to the Lightning. So you're going win against Arizona and win against Vegas. Yeah. I can I can get on board with that. I can probably get on board with all of them. Yeah, really I think they're going to – call me crazy, but I think they're going to lose against Arizona. Why, I don't know. And then I think they're going to beat Vegas and beat Tampa Bay. Because that's what they always do is lose to teams they shouldn't. So, kind of sounds like the Predators of the way they used to be. Hey, as long as they win. I just wish I had a win. Maybe I can. Maybe we can get against Chicago. <laughs> well, maybe. Not going to hold my breath on that one. So I think that about wraps up our, uh, our uh, show tonight, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it does. So don't forget to join us on Twitch at some point. Um, Pred Wings Podcast. You can always follow us on there. Facebook, Pred Wings Podcast. Twitter, at Pred Wings Pod. And this list is getting longer and longer. Oh, and don't forget, you can always email us, PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and check out, it's still a work in progress, but uh, we'll be putting some articles together. Uh fredwingspodcast.wordpress.com Did you say Discord as well? Oh, no, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, don't forget, uh, we're on Discord. You can follow us on Discord at Predwings Podcast. Uh, we do have a, uh, a public section there, so you can come in and post stuff and comment, talk to us, ask questions, all kinds of stuff. Maybe we can even set up a a, a voice uh, channel and talk uh, sometime during the week if we get some people in. Excellent. Well, I think that about wraps us up. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Bye-bye, Buffalo. See ya, Smashville.